Hello, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. We are live today. My guest is Glenn Baker. He is a singer, songwriter, recording artist, Desert Storm veteran, entrepreneur, and creator of a multi-million dollar empire known as Foundry Services, creating jobs for hundreds in the local community. Glenn has faced his share of trials and adversities, but has forged his own path in the journey through these trials and tribulations, which has ignited his current trajectory of solid faith music and mission giving back to the veterans through Soldier Strong. And we're going to talk about his upcoming concert that they are doing. And uh, as you know, this is something very dear to my heart. I am the founder of CauseFest. Cause stands for Creative Artists Uniting for the Sovereignty of Everyone. I was an actress, filmmaker, and I'm an aerial acrobatic performer. So I very much am passionate about the arts and about the impact of the arts on the culture. And uh, it has been my personal experience as well as my uh, understanding through the research that I've done how much of an impact, you know, Breitbart said that politics is downstream from the culture. And uh, I, I would argue from both what I've seen firsthand, as well as the research I've done, that they co-op the arts for the purposes of social engineering and culture creation. And that is why they silence the people who do not play ball with them and go along with their agenda and their narratives. And that is why I created the Cause Fest, because it is so important to me to give a voice and a platform to the independent creative artists. I think they are really a huge bulwark against the the forces the tyrannical forces that are encroaching upon us so i am super excited about our guest today and about the work that he is doing and i also just want to remind you that if you like what we're doing here and you want to support the podcast please go to my website or just go to the links below you can also just like share subscribe all of that really helps me uh, and helps keep the podcast going. So you can, you know, do donations directly through a Give, Send, Go, send to my P.O. Box, buy me a coffee, uh, or send me a direct Venmo. And, or I have several products and uh, you can find stuff that works for you. And uh, that's a great way you can support the podcast as well. So let's bring on Glenn. How are you doing today? Courtney, I'm going to tell you, if I got any better, I'd be good looking like you are today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I think you're looking pretty well yourself. I love well, the shirt. It, it does good things for my skin tone. <laughs> awesome. So tell, tell us about this uh, show you've got coming up. I think we have a little promo. Should we play that first? Yeah, let's play that. Okay. Americans are fed up with this new normal. Inflation, open borders, and billions to non-citizens and our veterans left behind. It's time to stand up. Who's going to do it? No new normal. We gotta take our country back. The Glenn Baker Band. But it's a matter of fact. There's something about a Sunday. I March 7th, 2024, at 7.30 p.m., Sunrise Theater in Fort Pierce, Florida. Bring a veteran. We're going to be standing up for our country because it's time. It's time. Come on, America. Let's get it. Awesome. So, yes. 
Tell us. So you're, this We're going to have a great time, Courtney. This is March the 7th down in Fort Pierce, Florida. We've got uh, Ira Dean that's going to be on stage with us. Ira's a good dude. I mean, uh, I don't know if you know the name, but Ira was the original member of Trick Pony. Um, Grammy nominated, ACM award winner, AMA award winner. He co-wrote, am I the only one with Aaron Lewis? He's, he's written a number one song for Montgomery Gentry, just a great, great man. And, and he's, a he's blessed me to be able to go out on tour and we're going to be doing some shows together. And then my, my band, my boys down here in Fort Lauderdale, they're excited to get on stage and rock it out. Now, now we're, we're a, a rock band with a country twang. I grew up in Oklahoma. I haven't gotten rid of it at 56 years. I think I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I, I think that sounds like a plan. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love the music and uh, I, I like the message. So this is to, it's for the veterans. Is that right? That's the For the veterans. Absolutely. I, uh, I served in Desert Storm myself 33 years ago. Um, I can't believe it's been that long ago. And um, God brought me back into music after taking a 17 years off. I've been back in music for about four years now. And about two years ago, I had an opportunity to sing on stage at an event with General Flynn. And we were raising money for an organization that puts exoskeletons on paralyzed veterans so that they can walk again. Now, Courtney, they wheeled this young man up on stage that had been paralyzed seven years before uh, in Afghanistan. He's a Marine, and I wheeled him in his wheelchair up on stage, and this young man with this device was able to stand up on his own and walk around this room at a very brisk pace, saying now he gets a chance to walk his daughter down the aisle someday. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he... <laughs> Man, it gets me sometimes. He can reach the top shelf for his wife now. He feels like a man again. And I'm in the corner with my cowboy hat and sunglasses on, feeling like a baby because I'm crying. I just got tears dripping out of my beard <laughs> like I'm about to do right now. And uh, it changed me. It changed me. We've got men and women in, in our mil that, that served in our military, that served to protect us, that served whenever they were called to go, that are, that are in wheelchairs right now, and the technology is there to help them to walk and let them walk and give their freedom to, to back to them again. And uh, so I wrote a song, and it's called Soldier Strong, and it's going to be coming out here with this tour. Um, Courtney, I wanted it to be a little different. I'm not one that follows the rules very well. Mm -hmm. And you're in Nashville, you're in Franklin, mm -hmm. but you know there's rules to writing a song. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you Billy write Joel two, said if you want to make that? a hit, Billy Joel said if you want to make a hit, you got to make it fit. So they cut it down to 305. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then you, you do two verses and a chorus and a verse yeah. and a bridge and a chorus and an outro, mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't do that. I wanted something to be different. And I, here's what I did. I Google searched my drill sergeant from okay. Fort Hill, Oklahoma, 1989. And I found him with a telephone number okay. and I called <laughs> and I said, is this drill sergeant Timothy J. John? He said, yes, it is. Who the heck is this? He didn't say it just like that. And uh, I said, this is private Glenn Baker from Alpha First 33rd. He's like Baker, 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 the little wrestler, right? I said, yes, it was me. And I flew to Fort Smith, Arkansas, and I met him again, and he and I have become friends. And he's calling cadence on my song, intro and outro. 
And uh, this is a unique song. It's going to get a hold of a lot of people, but we're going to use it across this country to help raise money to put. Hey, our government is not doing it. Wait, to, you you cut out for a minute. So to you to raise money, and I lost you after that. We're going to use this song and this tour to raise awareness and raise money. Okay. To put more exoskeletons on our paralyzed vets so that they can get their legs back, because the government's just not doing it. Right, right. What What are your thoughts on? I know you were in Desert Storm, which was a few decades ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the military currently? Uh, you know some of the recent events over the past few years and the trajectory of where we're going. <laughs> are you sure you want to ask me that question yeah i am i am not at all a fan of what's happening in our military right now our military our army has gone woke yeah. um i just saw something today that just made me a, a little sick and, and there's a lieutenant colonel with the space force that is a that's a, a transgender giving a speech in front of the, uh, the Navy saying he's demanding that they use their pronouns. And even if it's not comfortable, you not, you got to use your pronouns. And I'm like, what in the crap does that do? How's that belong in the military? We're supposed to be the strongest force in the world. And, and that's where we, where, where we keep our, our power and our freedom from. Yeah. So that's just one of the many things that's going on in our military right now. You know, they wonder why they can't recruit enough people. I know. Yeah. It, it's not the military that I knew. Yeah. So it has changed a lot, even in the time that you've, since you've been there. Oh, tremendously. I, I told you, I sat down and talked with my drill sergeant and he told me stories. He was in for 25 years right. and he said, Baker, I'll tell you right now, I was a drill sergeant and you cannot get away with nearly what we were doing with you boys whenever you went through. Now, You've got to be so nice to these kids coming through because they'll file a complaint. And if you hurt their feelings, you'll get written up as a drill sergeant. I mean, we're not creating soldiers. We're creating people in uniform that are just getting a paycheck in a lot of cases. It's, it's crazy to me. We are so, so complacent. It's crazy to me. What What do you think that that means for the future, the future of the country, the future oh. of the military? I think it weakens us tremendously. Yeah. Um, you see something like what I saw in that interview today. What do you think Russia thinks about that? What do you think China thinks about that? Right. What do you think even North Korea thinks about that? I mean, come on. That does not put fear into the, into the blood of these guys that are maybe not our enemies, but the reason they're not our enemies in a lot of instances is because we've been the strongest power in the world. That's yeah. changing. And that's cause for concern for me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think anything can be done? Yeah, we got to get back to where we were at even four years ago. Mm -hmm. Four years ago, we had a pretty strong military. and we, Our capabilities were strong. The world wouldn't jack with us. Right now, we're a laughing stock. Right. And what are your what are your thoughts about uh, the culture and music and, uh, the, you know, that? That's part of the culture and the impact it, that it has. Yeah, it is. Courtney, um, that's that's a that's kind of a a, a multi level question. Uh -huh. um, yeah. <laughs> I think our culture has definitely gone south. Yeah. 
-hmm. let's just call it woke. Let's call it evil. Let's call it, I don't know, whatever we can call it along those lines. Uh, However, however, I do see, I do see a turn coming back. I see a turn coming back. People are getting more fed up and they're getting more outspoken. And we got people now, you know, three years ago, when you got talk about mainstream music, there were very, very few of the Nashville artists that would speak out or cause a stir, if you will. Well, it's starting to happen more and more. Now we've got people like Aaron Lewis, Mm -hmm. that that guy don't give a crap. He is singing, he is singing strong and speaking strong from the stage and he's fed up and he's like a lot of people let's even, and I didn't see a big deal about it, but it made a big deal. Jason Aldean's try that in a small town. Right. Well, yeah. You know what made me so proud of him? It wasn't the song. The song had been out for a little while. It just started causing controversy, but he didn't back down. Mm-hmm. And Jason is about as mainstream country as they come. Yeah, and him yeah. and his wife are becoming strong and loud patriots, and I'm proud of Jason for doing that. Yeah, that that's great to hear for sure. Do you feel like there's a lot of people who uh, are reticent to, you know, share their ideas in the music industry? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think there's a lot, but I think okay. there's some, and I think there's becoming more. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a fear thing. I think there's still fear there of being canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel, I mean, you seem to be pretty outspoken. Did you ever feel any concern or? Courtney, I just don't care. (laughs) Uh, I I don't care. What are they going to do? Not like me. What are they going to do? Can't I don't care if you heard, if you heard my story, you'd know where I come from. And right. I, I, took, I started in the gospel music world in 1993 after yeah. I came home from desert storm, I had a Southern gospel quartet for 10 years right. in the Midwest. And we traveled and we had a, had a record contract. We, I didn't pursue it, but we had an offer. Um, and then I went through a divorce in, in, uh, 05 and I walked away from music. Um, 17 years. I didn't sing a note. I've been back four years. There's nothing they can do to me that hasn't been done to me already. Um, I've done okay in business. I've got a home. They can't take that away from me. So come get me, baby. That's all I can tell you. I'm not going to be mean. I don't want to divide us. I want to bring our people together, but I'm not going to be silent about my God, who I love, about my country that I've served, and about the direction that we're going. And what is your advice for uh, both like the the people of America as well as uh, for up and coming artists? Well, the people of America, here's what I'll tell you. And it's very cliche. And you've heard this probably a thousand times or more in your life. And the, Mm -hmm. and the the phrase is freedom isn't free. Mm -hmm. I'm 56 years old. My freedom has been pretty enjoyable and pretty easy. Most all of my life. Mm-hmm. we're in a position in our world, in our country right now, where it's not as easy as it was, but we're still not feeling the effects that can and will take place if we don't stand up. So I tell people, not only is freedom not free, freedom is not cheap. It does demand a price. Now we can either pay that price right now right. And, and ensure that our freedom stays or on the other end, six months, a year, three years, I don't know, down the road, we're going to pay a tremendous price. 
Right. I choose to pay it right now. So that's what I would tell folks in the U.S. And I do tell folks that I speak to about that. Freedom isn't cheap. It costs something, whether that's talent or time or money. And look what you've had to go through for your podcast and for the career that you've got. This has not been easy for you. I guarantee don't know you very well. Don't know much about you, but I do know what you're doing. It's not been easy and it's sure not been cheap. Yeah, that, that is very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. So what do you, what would you advise uh, people in the, the music industry? <sighs> Don't get started at 56 years old. Not an easy way to go. I wouldn't recommend it. But if that's what God puts in your heart, then go do it and go do it with everything you've got. You'll you'll never succeed in music or life or business or anything if you don't go after it like a daggum tiger. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, let me try this. Let me stick my toe in here. Let me give this a little F. No, you're not. It's not going to work. When God calls you to do something, he expects you to do it with everything that you've got. And I'm bringing God into this because he's the one that's guided my life. Let's just go back to business. If you decide you're going to do something, Mm -hmm. you can't stick your toe in it and be successful. You better freaking be ready to dive in and fight the sharks off to win. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming into music, just know it's not an easy road. And I don't know if it's harder now than it used to be. If it's easier now because of the internet, I don't know. I think it may be a little more difficult, honestly, because you got everybody throwing music on the internet for people to see. Um, If you go to look up songs, you've got a million of them to go through. It didn't used to be that way. So if you want to go into music, figure out exactly where you want to go and then dive in and go for it. And then while you're doing that, create a niche. Create something that's different than everybody playing on Broadway. Because everybody playing on Broadway's dad gum good singers and good guitarists and good musicians and good songwriters. You got to set yourself apart. For sure. Um, so, and so, and the other page just said no new normal. So, what what are your thoughts on that? That was uh, the line from. That was the line. Yes, it was. Um, So, when this whole pandemic thing started back in 2020, my first show as a band was actually scheduled for March the 28th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And Fort Lauderdale shut the doors March the 23rd. So, my first show did not even take place until October of 2020. But, um, Um, It's funny you say that. I don't watch the news at all. I've turned the news off 20 plus years ago, Mm -hmm. but I I did hear enough on the internet and Facebook and whatever to hear what was going on. And I don't know if you'll remember this or if you won't, but you you remember that they used the word pandemic in the U.S. before it ever hit the the shores, before there was ever Mm -hmm. even one reported case. Right. That set off my antenna right there that something was going on. Never in my lifetime had anything like that taken place. And then it was very, very shortly after that, all these newscasters were saying the same thing. It's the new normal. This is what's going to take place. It's the new normal. You got to get used to it. This is how it's going to be. And Courtney, that ticked me off. (laughs) It ticked me off. Bad. And I, I had the phrase, no new normal. And uh, I know there's a song there. I went to bed one night. I'm going to say this was sometime around June or July of Mm -hmm. 2020. 
maybe August, I don't know, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I woke up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, and mm -hmm. the song was there. In 15 minutes, I wrote, no new normal. We got to take our country back. That's awesome. Hey, if it, it, so it was in the middle of the night that you wrote it or you wrote it? Well, yeah. I woke up from a dead sleep at three o'clock in the morning and went That's and sat down on my computer and wrote that in less than 15 minutes. That's awesome. I, I did a, a few uh, big theses in high school on dream analysis. And uh, one of them was on problem solving in dreams. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I found a lot of people would wake up with their inspiration in the middle of the night. And if they took the time to write it down, it was, you know, pretty awesome. Well, I wish he'd do that a little more often. I need another couple new songs. God, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you need to uh, set that in motion before you go to sleep. Yeah, that may be people it. who you know wanted to work on lucid dreaming i would have them set their intention for their dream before they went to bed and you know whether it be like a question or yeah so, so you can try okay. that see how that goes uh, I, i'll let you know all right um so you also uh you're an entrepreneur and you have a company the foundry services can you talk a little bit about that yeah, I had a, I had a company. Um, with, I built that with my father after I came back from Desert Storm. We, uh, my daddy was a worker. Um, in twenty, in in nineteen seventy, I was two and a half years old. We moved from Illinois to Oklahoma because he had lost the farm. He had to file bankruptcy. He had bought a farm that had forty less tillable acres than it was supposed to have, and I, it nearly destroyed my dad. But I think he vowed inside that he would never, ever go through that again. And he worked and he worked and he worked and jobs and then businesses. And at eight years old, Courtney, I was in a body shop stripping total loss pickup trucks for my dad. He uh -huh. had a body shop. I learned how to work at a very young age. And uh, when I came back from college, I went to work at a, at a, at a foundry. Mm -hmm. And uh, did that for a little while until I joined the Army. When I came back from Desert Storm, Dad and I put our heads together and we started doing business with that foundry and with foundries across the country. So we built a pretty large business in, uh, in Northeast Oklahoma, um, hired, hired a bunch of people, and we were doing pre-machine work, grinding and painting for foundries across the country. And I did that for quite some time. My, uh, when I came to Florida, my dad rented all that stuff out. And... Uh, his health got bad. Mom and dad passed away in the last two years. And so I just sold that business this last year. And uh, we're moving on in other directions. I've done several other things in the last 15 years, but that was the big one. I've had a, a life insurance agency. I built log homes in North Carolina. Um, I've had some pretty good businesses. And now I'm just completely focused on music. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but that's great that you're able to channel that now. So, you know what? It's not a bad loss. My mother had Alzheimer's for 14 years. And when I really saw the effects of music, the last time that I saw her was two and a half years ago. And she was catatonic at that point. And I'd spent three days with them and I was getting ready to leave. And she was just, you know, blank faced. And I reached down and I kissed her on her head and I said, mom, I just love you. You're so pretty. And there was nothing. And then I began to sing to her. And I sang one of her favorite hymns from the church. Wow. I come to the garden alone. And while I was singing, she looked up and smiled at me. Wow. And that, that was the very last time that I saw her respond. And within just a few months, she passed away. So music is powerful. 
Very powerful. Yeah, it can uh, impact you on the cellular level. It can change you know, on the cellular level. It can change us. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yep, absolutely. So what is your intention for uh, this upcoming event? And uh, yeah, what do you want to share with us? Well, sure. This event is uh, the first of our of our tour that's going to be going across the country. I would, we're doing this grassroots. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple of record de- record companies talk to me. Don't really want a record deal, but I did sign with a, a small small record company down here in Florida okay. that is getting us on the radio. We're playing on about six hundred stations in the Midwest, and we're mm-hmm. playing in New Zealand. Um, so we're doing this from the grassroots ground up, out of my pocket uh, to get this first one done, and. We're using this as a as a as a jump off, if you will. Mm-hmm. Going to figure out exactly what we're doing right, exactly what we're doing wrong. We're going to film this thing and get it started. Uh, we're going to we're going to let our veterans in for free. Uh, we're going to honor our veterans while we're there, and we're just going to have a party on this first show. But nice. this is this is going to be taken and taken across the country. I've got three other people that are on the board of my tour. Um, very powerful guys. Uh, mm-hmm. YG Nightstorm that ran for Congress in Atlanta last cycle. Great okay. big man that was in security for 30 years. Just a powerful dude. And he's okay. he's amazing filmographer. He's done a lot of my film work. Mm-hmm. Ohio Brett Bowl, who is a uh, uh, an independent um, journalist, if you will, is on on Brighty on TV mm-hmm. and and Patriot Party News. Mm-hmm. Um, and knows everybody, everybody that knows, everybody I talk to knows Ohio Brett. He's been on the show. Yeah. 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 He, Brett's a great guy and he's on my board. And we've got Brian Vijay out of North Carolina, the former COO of Mopar Motorsports. That's mm-hmm. got the, uh, the corporate connections. So we're putting this thing together to go in a big way, working mm-hmm. with uh, two different corporations. I can't really talk about, okay. but uh, the goal is to raise enough money next year to put a hundred exoskeletons on vets at $150,000 each. So you do the math. Wow. Wow. That is definitely an ambitious goal, but a great one. Yeah, it is. And and you know what? We've got some people there in Nashville that have watched and noticed what's going on and want to be a part of that. And we're going to bring some of the big boys in for, for ticket sales and for, for entertainment. So we're going to have a great time. Awesome. Well, maybe we can collaborate for cause fast. We should talk about that. We can yeah. talk about it. Okay. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I would love it. So, well, well, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find, uh, where they can get their tickets and anything else sure. you want to share. Sure. Well, this show is March the 7th, which is a Thursday night, 730. It's at the Sunrise Theater in Fort Pierce, Florida. It's a beautiful theater, 1,200 mm-hmm. seats. Now, you can go to their website, Sunrise Theater. They spell it the old English way, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. At sunrise, T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot com and purchase your tickets there. If you're not within driving distance and don't feel like you can make it and you'd like to honor a veteran, we've Mm -hmm. set it up where you can purchase tickets and in the coupon code, type in pay it forward and we will get that tickets into a veteran's hands with your name attached to it so they know who paid for them to come in but it's going to get them in for free. So we're honoring our veterans that way. Sunrisetheater.com, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Pay it forward if you would like to give your ticket away. But if not, come on down. Let's have a party. Yeah, awesome. 
Well, I look forward to it. I'll see if we can make it. I, I'm not sure. We have to check the calendar, but check your calendar. Definitely, I'm there in support either way. So well, we yeah. love that. And if you can't and you want to look for me, it's Glenn with two ends, Glenn Baker Band. All my uh, all my social media, Glenn Baker Band. So YouTube channel, you can see our music videos for No New Normal Freedom. The boys are back in town. Um, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, and my webpage is glenbakerband.us. Awesome. Well, I, I hope it's a smashing success. I love the mission. That's uh, really, really powerful, and I hope it really goes well. And I hope I can be there. So, and we'll Orton, be can I share one thing with you before I go? Yeah, please do. It's going to be a smashing success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if there's twelve hundred people there or if there's twenty two. It's going to be a success because it's been ordained by God. And we're going to go out and we're going to help our people. I I hear that. That that is exactly how how we felt when we did CosFest. So I I totally get it. And and I'm aligned. I, I get it. I feel that strongly. So that resonates for me. Well, I thank you for everything that. you're doing. And uh yeah, I look forward to it. So thank you so much for having me on your show. It's nice to see you. You too. And thank you all for watching and listening. Americans are facing a new different than the old normal. But what we do know is this is massively going to change the way that we live our lives. And the challenge that no matter what the new normal looks like. But is it also fated to be your future? Some on the right trying to pull off puppetry. 
Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>